dinosaurs. Hey, you like Pez? It looks like that has Heaney from the boundary line. He's an expert at these. Hello and welcome to Behind the Boundary Podcast. I'm your host, Pez, and I'm here with Source, and we've got a very exciting show coming up, Source. We do, and I'm even more excited. I just looked at the uh, the NRL, and Storm won uh, 16 to 12, so I know that we're not an NRL podcast, but had a cheeky bit on the uh, NRL. So and they, got and, a, uh, they got a try in the golden point. In the open time, yes, they go. did. There well, we go. Bit bit nervous if you're on the minus one and a half there for I was a, on the minus two a and a half, so I was very worried. <laughs> minus, <laughs> minus two and a half, very good, because if you get a field goal, one point, no good. Not how we were meant to um, start the show, but I did a little bit of a cheeky look. No, and, if you're uh, going to say that, the Australia have just picked up the ninth wicket in the second innings, and India lead by about 68 runs. So uh, Australia should chase down in the third test, but maybe two tests too late. Yeah, uh, Lion, six for 57 beforehand. Hopefully he got that seventh one too. Maybe you can uh, lean across on your TV that comes off the wall in every single angle and is the size of my house. I haven't even moved it to the angle. I should have moved it. You're worried that the house might tip over how big it is. But uh, we are an AFL podcast and we we probably should get into uh, our... How how many days is it until the AFL source? Uh, Yeah, good question. It would have been nice in the pre-show to go through that. It was 17 two days ago. So what, that 15? (laughs) (laughs) That's, That's horrible from you. But about 15 days, we're not ready to... To bet on round one or anything, source we're not we're not a couple of uh, people who bet on preseason either, which is currently being played uh, this week and next week. So what we are going to do, we're going to have a little bit of a look at the futures with our new Triple L little format, or lock, lean, or leave, and uh, it, we're going to do this segment over under. Yeah, another. Now, before we get into it, another L for that, uh, Pez, is uh, the Loser Comp. So make sure if you haven't already, join the Loser Comp. Uh, donate your $20 to me because I'm going to take it out this year. I've got a, a pretty good strategy going. <laughs> I'm just going to back any team that's playing against Geelong and I'll be, uh, you know, we'll be undefeated this year. So there's there's an easy money in my pocket. I'm glad you've said that because I've got something to talk about uh, <laughs> in the Futures Over Under segment. Um, over under John Longmire coaching Sydney Swans. Over under in terms of what years, years. rounds? Uh, I mean, it depends how they go this I year. I don't think you've seen the years. No, you just signed a uh, extension till the end of twenty twenty five. Yeah, I reckon uh, at least four <laughs> years. So, uh, <laughs> well, at least three years. You hit, that 15, wrong. you hit fifteen years uh, in charge of Sydney wow. Swans at, at one club. So that's that's huge for an AFL coach. It's pretty interesting, actually, when you think about that. Like, what would Sydney's demise have to be in order for them to sack him? Because they, they've you know fifteen years. He's bought a couple of premierships. Uh, was he part of fifteen years? He'd be part of two, two Paul, premierships. Paul Ruse won. 05? Yeah, but he was part of that team, wasn't he? Here it is. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, but then he's taken over. They've been quite a successful club at, at the top, but um, since Buddy Franklin came across, they haven't been able to get over the line and they're disappointing. Oh, the uh, age-old question, contract worth it? <laughs> the, 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 new, the new little one he signed? Is that talk about it? Longmuir or he's <laughs> talking about Buddy here? Oh, um, no. But, yeah, interesting uh, that that comes up when Sydney, you know, got absolutely plummeted last day in September last year against your Cats and... Um, yeah, they've signed him on and uh, man, there's in, no, no, in Longmire in Horse We Trust. Yeah, there's nothing better than having Longmire for a long time. But having that um, you know, that excitement when you go to work and know that you've got the job no matter what, at least for 
at least for, for the year. You don't have to worry about contracts. They can focus on just football. And we're going to talk about Sydney, not in this show, actually. We're going to talk about it in the next one. We're going to go eight teams. We're going to go through the uh, premiership, uh, uh, what the odds are for the premiership, what the over-under season total is going to be. Pez, for people who are new to the show, what does over-under mean in terms of betting? Yeah, so over-under, the betting agencies like to... To put it out a little bit, you can go over this amount of points or under this amount of points, and they usually put a cheeky uh, 0.5 at the end source. So over over 130.5, it means you, your team or in total, both teams need to score 131 or more points. And if they don't and they score 130 or below, that would be the under. So you kind of, it's a little bit of a betting term, which is why we've got it in as a segment. And mostly for the futures, we're going to be looking at the teams and their over under price for amount of wins for the season correct let's start things off with Adelaide so just so you can uh, get through your memory pairs because I know that you didn't really pay, uh, pay no one really paid much attention to Adelaide last year but uh, 2022 they had eight wins 14 losses they finished 14th they currently have odds for the premiership at a whopping 81 dollars if you're looking at uh, in terms of where that is it's about middle of the oh, probably towards the the last six uh, the biggest odds being 151 and the shortest odds being 550. Adelaide's over-under pairs for this season, 2023. First team off the list is nine and a half wins. Are you going to lock, lean, or leave? Oh, well, geez. It's, um, no, just tell me straight out. <laughs> pretty pretty hard off the bat, isn't it? It um, is. This early in the season, especially with a future bet, and depending how you like to go with future bets. But they've got a big in in Isaac ranking that he's traded from – the Gold Coast, a couple of delisted uh, retirements, probably Billy Frampton traded to Collingwood is the biggest one to leave there. But Adelaide as a club have been on, you know, a, a downhill slope. Uh, Rory Sloan's been captain in them for a while and they've made a shock announcement this year. Jordan so Dawson, very sec- shocking. <laughs> second, year at the, second year at the club. Right. And they've gone, yep, you've kicked a goal after the siren to win a showdown. You can have the captaincy. That must be the, the rule over in Adelaide. But Well, he won, he won a, in the showdown. He's now a vice president of uh, the football club. Yeah, I, th- I think he's CEO next year in his in his third year. So Tex Walker's still number one. Ooh, he's ooh, doing well for soon. himself. But the thing about Adelaide, you know, there's two teams in Adelaide. They get a really big home ground advantage at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, I haven't looked into the fixture as, as deep as I would have liked to this far out of the season. But uh, nine and a half wins. I'm going to say it's pretty pretty hard to to get above their eight wins from last year. So I would lean the under here. Source. I'm not just going to leave it. I would, I would definitely lean the under. I would need to have a look at a, a little bit more information. Uh, but even with that home ground advantage and the 11 games that they'll get at Adelaide Oval, I don't think they're going to win enough away from home to get 10 plus wins. Yeah, I, I've looked uh, a little bit deeper into to the um, the latter than you have. Um, I like the accu- acquisition of uh, Rankine. I think that adds some more offensive uh, structure to the already pretty um, exciting forward line. You know, they had Fogarty had a bit of a breakout season last year, but the problem is with them is they're still going to have Tex and relying heavily on him to kick most of the goals. They were 14th in offense last year. Their fixture, and I've done um, a little bit, you know how much I love to analyze all the little metrics, and none of them ever work out for me because I, I lose track track as the season goes but beforehand I looked at the fixture and I, I get them as about the eighth um, eighth toughest um, fixture so the, the teams that they play twice pairs they've got three of them that are in that middle band so the way I've worked it out is I've got my top six teams my bottoms as uh, so my bottom six teams and that middle six and they only play one of the bottom teams which is West Coast twice and of the top six teams 
They play the Cats away, the Bris- Brisbane Lions away, Melbourne away, and Fremantle away. So I don't think that they get the eight wins. I get them about seven wins. Um, I'm not going to lock it because I don't want to start off the bat as a team that you are still up and coming. They're, they're going to they're going to be fun to watch in terms of offense. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop people though. So I would lean towards the under. As I said, I think about six wins, but uh, I'm not locking that one in first off the bat. Yeah, well, six wins in comparison to the nine and a half. It's it's. Very close to a lock guy I'm sensing in, in your voice. So It would be, but obviously, you know, when they had eight wins last year, they surprised a little last year early on. I think they'll get a couple of wins early, and it'll be, if you, you know, if you're going to lean towards this or lock this in, you'll be worried early because they'll sneak a couple of wins early, and then they'll continue that growth. They'll continue. It depends what ranking does you, to that forward. You don't want to lock well. too many in. We've got to go through 18 teams here. So you, you, you don't want to lock in, you know, 10 or 11 10 or 11 locks because you're, what, the biggest expert ever on AFL and just going to watch your money grow by the end of the season. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're both uh, basically uh, leaning towards this and uh, if you, you know, I actually think it's probably better to, to wait a little bit into this and then jump on the under. Um, wait till they've got a couple of wins there. If you look at the uh, the AFL fixture and analyse that, I think there's a good shot that they uh, they go well under. But again, I've got some other uh, picks later on that I want to save some value to, so just to lean. Excellent. So if you're doing A, B, C, D or whatever, I'm going to guess the next is Brisbane Lions. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good guess. It's funny because uh, you would guess that and I went down on sports bet and it was Carlton. So it, wasn't, yeah, it was a fourth <laughs> down on the rank. That's why I said it because I thought you might have just gone to the next one. So. Correct. Uh, there we've got uh, a Brisbane. So Brisbane are $8 favourites for the premiership. Their over-under is 14.5 wins, so quite high. Last year after a bit of a disappointing regular season, you they finished so. with uh, 15 wins, 7 losses, but they actually made it to a prelim and uh, we're you know, a, a fair chunk away from uh, an AFL premiership. But hey, uh, you know, prelim is, is speaks volumes in it terms was, of development. Their, their big game was the, the semi-final before the prelim final that that we went to source that prelim final but Brisbane ju- were just cooked a- out of touch there and they just went went down too early but speaking of their season last year they, they probably had one of the the most disappointing seasons where early days like a couple of years ago they surprised a few teams by winning a, a lot of games that maybe they shouldn't have won and then they really put themselves out there as a premiership contender but they actually I guess, disappointed themselves and their fans by finishing sixth. They finished sixth, had a disappointing season in my eyes, but they still got 15 wins, seven losses. Their percentage was up there at 120%. So this one here, they've put it down sports, but a little bit cheeky, down to $1.80 as opposed to the under $1.93. But over 14 and a half wins is to go par or better next season. I think they're going to be a lock to make the top four. So... They've put in um, Gunston. They got Gunston from Hawthorne. So he's gone in search for a premiership. Dunkley's the other one who was going to go to Essendon the year before. Isn't he thankful that he played another year at the Western Bulldogs? Yes. Uh, those bloody bombers. Uh, but he's gone up there as well. Uh, looked decent tonight in the in the preseason hit out that we watched zero minutes of. They've lost uh, McStay down to Collingwood and Mitch Robinson's retired. But he was on the fringe anyway. So I think they've gotten a lot stronger. And I think 15 plus wins is an absolute lock. And I'm going to lock that in as, as a preseason bet uh, for the future because they're getting uh, 17 plus. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think this one is a no-brainer. They had quite an underrated season in terms of being on the radar last year. Everyone was worrying about you know, finals, finals, finals. Last year, it looks like they hit the switch. The, the biggest thing that they had last year was the, the finals uh, demon that they couldn't get off the back. 
They've knocked that off. They know they can win finals. Their list got better with Dunkley, Gunston. You know, Will Ashcroft will come in as a ready-made, um, you know, person into that midfielder who realistically is going to be the third person getting attention for a ready-made footballer. You've got Neil who's still in there who's going to be dominating. Josh Dunkley will play more of a role that suits him. And then Will Ashcroft is your third midfielder. You, you can't argue with that. They get uh, a pretty a decent sort of fixture as well, Pez, for a team that uh, potentially finished fourth last year. In terms of the teams they play twice, Adelaide, Collingwood, Fremantle, Gold Coast and St Kilda. Of your, your top four teams of who I predict, they only play Melbourne twice. So one here, one away. Hey, uh, so I didn't know that. I'm double locking it in now. But but listen to this, Pez. In terms of the top six teams, in so Geelong, Brisbane, so Geelong, Sydney, Melbourne, Richmond and Fremantle, they play Geelong at the Gabba once, Sydney at the Gabba once, Ooh. Richmond at the Gabba once and Fremantle at the Gabba once. You've got to be kidding So I am How did they get absolutely that? locking that in, Pez. How did I'm, they get that fixture? I, I don't know. Unless I've done something wrong, which, oh, you know, which I do quite often. I but, reckon uh, you might have. <laughs> oh, maybe I have. That would be a dream fixture. But that is, that is a absolute dream fixture. Lock them in for top two. I am locking them in not only, Pez, for the over, because I think they get about 17 wins. To make top four, they're sitting $2.25. That is absolute value. To make the top eight, they're sitting $1.50. They are Ooh. all things that you need to be hitting if you uh, listen and the data that I have that checks out, which pairs I've done a little bit of research hey, with it, it definitely our, checks out. Yeah, intro show um, source that we did. <laughs> I said bet less, but I'll, I want to lock in all three of those <laughs> because they, that is money for VBs. That is money for VBs. That is, it's that so is good. an absolute lock. And as I said, I may have one or two of those fixture things wrong because I was getting quite late going through the whole AFL fixture. You know, B is the second one in the, the teams. But I'll double check it. But it's pretty I'll good. double check it over the next few days and I'll, I'll pop that in as a, a lock for me. I'm actually – am I? you tell me if I'm not allowed to do this. I'm going to lock in over 14 and a half wins of sports bet, $1.80. Yeah, easy. I'm going to lock in that 225 to make mm-hmm. the top four and I want to lock in a unit as well on the to make the top eight, make it two units at $1.50. For people who are new to the show, it's very, very, uh, very pro- prominent that uh, Pez actually follows my bet. So this is nothing unusual for him to jump on a winning bet you know, halfway you know through. You funny? I spoke about it first. <laughs> I said 17 wins and then you follow along yeah, and I know. say I think they're going to get hey, But I had the stats to back it up, Pez. And for the listeners at home or the new listeners – we, we do find it very hard these days, Source, but we don't actually speak about our bets no. at all to each other before the show. So what I just said, Source heard for the first time, and then what he said, I heard for the first time, but you know, added a little bit of my stuff in because I'm the one that speaks first. So. <laughs> well, you can speak first on this one, Pez. I was quite high on this uh, mob last year, and they had an, uh, a pretty pretty interesting season in terms of it became laughable the amount of injuries they had and the way that they missed out on uh, the they missed final out. finals was again laughable a sports bet have been a little bit cheeky with Carlton their over under wins is 13 and a half over 13 and a half is two bucks the AFL premiership for them to win it Pez is nine dollars fifty last year they went 12 wins 10 losses a percentage of 108th and as we just mentioned finished the Richmond ninth yeah, it's, um, I reckon they would have been a dollar ten a couple of times in the last two rounds to make the eight. <laughs> yeah. Like they were pretty much locked in so there, laughable. and it's a real Carlton thing to do. Like it, since the you know ninety five premiership, since then they've pretty much been a, a laughing stock of the competition. They've been really poor for a really long time. Judd went to Carlton, couldn't couldn't do much there. Won won him a final or two. And then since he's retired, they've actually got a really good young core. They've got Patrick Cripps, the Brownlow medalist. Uh, they've added in Blake Akers. 
Uh, and they've delisted players like McDonald and Nunes who were out on the edge anyway. And to all those people who said, oh, Jack Nunes is so good. Remember he kicked that goal over in the West to, to win the game. <laughs> and everyone was just fell in love with Jack Nunes. And I always said, like, he just hacks it. Hacks the ball going forward. He's been delisted for a reason, but Blake Akers is a really good upgrade for them, and he'll add some run on the wing, which is which is what Carlton really need. And they also need a couple of the other players that they recruited to, you know, come up a little bit. Uh, AKA Zach Williams. Like we've paid you a lot of money. Like you need to show us a little bit now, and maybe just play him off that half back line. And you paid him as a midfielder, but you've got to cut your losses where they are and just put him where he's where he's best known for. They've got a decent def- defense. They've got a one-two punch up forward. They're a pretty good side, but I would I'm leaving this alone because it's more fun for me to leave it alone and hope they go <laughs> under than to actually uh, lean or lock anything here. Yeah, it's really interesting you say that, Pez, that they had a, a pretty good defense, a pretty good offense. Over last year, they were seventh in offense and seventh in defense. They were second in AFL disposals for contested possessions, fourth for under contested possessions. So they won all the right stats. Their percentage of 108 means they lost a lot of clo- close games. And as you said, there were a lot of games that they probably should have won that they let slip away through and through laughable antics. And many of those positions. games, they were in winning positions, as I was about to allude to. Like, oh. up early and then, you know, early on, uh, we saw it against uh, a range of different teams. There's, Third there's quarter one, decline, fourth quarter decline, bang, get run over in the last quarter. One example out there, at the MCG, they're up by 50-odd against Port Adelaide. Ridiculous. And they, they still won the game, I'm pretty sure. They won by a couple of points, but Port Adelaide were charging and charging and charging. And Carlton just couldn't finish games. So they've got to really improve on that. And Michael Voss is there, probably a, a really uh, seasoned person in the AFL now, now, both playing an assistant coach's role and coaching roles at other clubs. So uh, he, he really needs to get them not fighting for that eight spot source. They need to be aiming for the top four and finish about fifth or sixth just to give their supporters a little bit of something. They don't just need to make the finals this year. They need to win one. At least, and that is par. Yeah, and that's and it's, it's actually really interesting you say that, Pez. When you look at the AFL metrics of, of teams going into the eight and going out, every year for the last 15, I think it's 15 years, two teams go into the eight and two teams drop out. And one of those teams actually comes from that 12th to, to sorry, that, uh, what is it, that ninth to 12th range. So Collingwood, sorry, Carlton, as you said, had the expectation not only to make finals but to win finals. But there's such a high expectation because to everyone else, they basically made finals last year. And that's where it's going to be really tough. There's going to be a lot of pressure early. You just talk about uh, Longmire and his contract extension. There's no way Voss is getting one early. He needs to, as you said, not only make the finals, win a finals. And I think a lot of Carlton um, insiders have them finishing top four because that's the expectation that this team brings. Because if they had a full list last year, I, I think that the talent on paper is a top four side. But we're still yet to see that, and it's a big jump. I, I want to give some free advice here to uh, not only Carlton Footy Club, but any other footy club. No other team wants your coach, so do not lock them in early. You do not need to lock them in because they are not getting poached. No one wants Michael Voss. He's not going to go anywhere. He, he's probably going to stay at Carlton. You don't need to lock him in for two, three years in round five because you won four in a row. This is Please ever, don't do this it. is Pez's big oh. pet peeve, and we'll get onto this as the first lock, uh, first lock-in contract comes in. But right now, we have to speak about you know it's a, a decision that actually, when it happened, we thought was an interesting lock-in decision, and that was the Collingwood uh, last year. Their coach, when they locked him in really early, and you had a bit lot to say about it. They took him to the to almost to the promised land. They were uh, one kick away oh, from, were, from a grand final. They we, were close. They might have might have made grand final day more enjoyable for the 
you know, the footy aspect at oh, least. It would not have made my day more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it exactly. Late. Uh, so we talk of Collingwood. We'll talk about their over-under. Premiership odds are nine bucks. They are over-under 12.5 pairs at a really low uh, $1.78 in terms of the uh, the over there. So people expecting them to go over. Last year, 16 wins, six losses, 104.3 and fourth in the AFL. But I have a feeling we're going to go with this one, pairs because there were 11 games, an AFL record, last year that were under 12 points or less and many games that they won in the last kick. Yeah, it's it's a real interesting one because they've I think they've lost think they've lost, lost a lot. lot. They've lost a lot. So Brody Grundy and his trade to Melbourne, I, I still believe that even what happened, I'm not on the, you know, inner sanctum of Collingwood or whatever, if he was playing in that preliminary final against Sydney, I think they could have ended up winning that game. Um, they've, the coaches decided for whatever reason to play Mason Cox there as the, the ruckman and the, the forward. It, it's just not good enough. McStay comes in as as a free agent from Brisbane. Uh, I don't think he's a top uh, one or two uh, forward. I think he's a really good third forward, which he's shown at, at Brisbane. And I don't think Collingwood are strong enough to be able to do that. The thing that doesn't make me lock in a bet here is the Tom Mitchell trade and what he adds to that midfield especially with uh, Pendlebury and, and things like that. So I'm really unsure about uh, where Collingwood are going to be. I was originally leaning t- to the under, which was $1.96, the under 12.5 wins for them to miss the final, something around that. I was never anywhere near a lock here source. But because of the Tom Mitchell aspect, and I just need to see a little bit more of Collingwood, I'm going to leave this one completely alone. Yeah, I, I actually... I find this one really tough because last year I spoke heaps about how they were they were a team that you know they eventually have to lose and they didn't and they they did not you know they you know broke every sort of betting and data trend that say that they were going to continue to win the game sixteen wins their percentage was one hundred and four so like they won a lot of close games automatically you say that they lose half of those games well then that brings them down to ten wins roughly roughly about ten wins half of those those games under ten points so that that's five wins there. And they go under that by two. Now, as you said, their forward line, I think, gets a little bit better with McStay, that inclusion of him. He's going to be able to play a more of a role where he can go forward and lean up, you know, into that midfield. You've got, you know, next year of Daycost in there. You've got the inclusion of Tom Mitchell. So, you know, it gives Daycost a little bit more um, freedom to do what he's, he's great of coming off that back line. They've got a really tough fixture, Pez, uh, in terms of analysts, the, the fourth hardest fixture they play Adelaide twice, which is great because they're in that bottom uh, that bottom six, as I mentioned. They play Brisbane twice, Carlton twice, Essendon twice, Geelong twice, and Port Adelaide twice. So a lot of teams that are going to be fighting for for that eight, um, and a lot of teams that are sort of in that middle range. So I, I don't think that they're going to be able to do it. I really want to lock it in, and I really want to lock in them to miss the top eight because I think there is great value there if they have a couple of injuries. What or are the odds there? There did I miss that? You can get some value there, pairs. A cheeky two sixty for them to miss the eight, and I think that's a little bit low for what I'd like to to lock in. Um, so I'm going to lean it. I'm going to lean towards the under, um, and I actually may look to to invest a little bit later when the odds yep. clean up a little bit. Question about note without notice, of course. How many wins do you think you need to make the eight? How many wins do oh, I think for you to make the eight? I think you're looking about. Anywhere upwards of 13 wins. Yeah. So last year the Bulldogs scraped in with 12 wins. Yeah. And then uh, Richmond had 13 and then Brisbane 15 plus in the top six. Collingwood's under is 12 and a half. 
So if they get under 12 wins, they're probably not making finals. So a better bet would be to miss the eight at 260. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. So so if you're thinking of the under dollar ninety six twelve and a half, stay away from that because if they don't get twelve and a half, say if they get eleven or twelve wins, they're a good chance to miss the eight. So two sixties a little bit better value there. That's that's a great uh, not only a great bet, great advice, but a great segue to missing the eight because we've got a team that knows how to miss the eight. Definitely, we'll be missing the eight uh, is in Essendon, Piz. <laughs> you're not not happy with. Uh are you jumping on my bandwagon oh. of the Essendon hatred? You know what? For the last couple of years, they've screwed me. And uh, their list on paper for the last couple of years has screwed me. And I'm no longer a believer. I said this last year. Essendon uh, last year, or sorry, the current, their current odds are sitting at 10.5 wins is what we're looking for. As, as this second show of the year, two of our biggest loyal listeners, yeah, Essendon fans, at Essendon. and they're just... <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, here we go again. Here we go again. So $51 to, to win the premiership, Pez. And uh, last yeah, we'll year... Stay away from that. I'll leave that. Last year they had seven <laughs> wins, 15 losses, 83.2%, finished 15th. And um, quite a disappointing season, but it probably even uh, more of a, a disappointing off-season as well. They... they Definitely um, buggered up their coaching aspects in terms of what they did to Rutten. Um, I mean, they're happy with who they've got now, but... <sighs> It was interesting. It was an interesting year for us. I don't even care about him. Who do they have now? Who's, who's their coach? Couldn't even tell you. Yeah, who, no interest. <laughs> who gives a shit, really? But um, uh, Michael Michael Hurley's retired, so I know he had some injuries you, and stuff. You've he's, taken the piss, though, because you know, obviously it's Brad Scott. <laughs> you know, you're only saying that because he's an ex-North coach. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's a good a good appointment by the AFL. <laughs> yeah, the AFL had to put him in there, but um, well, they didn't get their man, and North how, got that. So how, ironic. How's this for a retiree? One of the most disappointing players, I think. I've seen in the last 10 years, Devin Smith. Big, yeah, he came over with some big expectations. Big hype, big expectations. He was a decent sort of player. His kicking was, I think, masked by a lot of other elite kickers at GWS, but he's come over to Essendon, real big disappointment, and, and retired retired early. They've lost Aaron Francis over there, and you wouldn't say anyone's come in that's going to change them. Sam Wiedemann, probably an established player that people would know from Melbourne who was on their fringe, and Will Setterfield from Carlton who uh, I think came from GWS as well and couldn't get a game. So Essendon's list hasn't improved in any way. Their coaching panel hasn't improved in any way because uh, I was a big Brad Scott disbeliever or <laughs> whatever you'd, you'd call it anyway. And uh, when, when you spoke about doing a future so, show source, I was like, I, I don't like any bets. I've already locked in three and we've gone through three teams. <laughs> and I want to lock in this. I want to lock in the under 10.5 wins because I don't think they can get four plus more wins than last year. They're, they're a debacle of a club at the moment. Um, they're down the bottom of the barrel. They need some draft picks and uh, lock that in at $1.76 for me. I, I really like that, uh, Pez, as well. I'm, I'm not going to lock it in. I'm definitely going to lean there. Um, I, I think that Essendon for somehow they build into their own hype. The, you know, they came out and said, you know, we're really ready this year. And, you know, they're almost the old Carlton we are coming and, you know, watch out for us. But they talk a big game, but every single year they seem to, to disappoint. Um, I, I think that, you know, Aaron Francis was actually a really big loss. I like the acquisition of um, Will Setterfield. I think he'd be able to play a little bit more in a, in a role that, that suits him. Um, in terms of betting, like, I lean towards the under, but I think that a better bet is a head-to-head bet, Pez. You can jump on um, Betfair, and at the moment, um, they're favourites sitting against St Kilda for more wins in order Essendon to get okay. more wins than St Kilda. I like that. St Kilda at a dollar eighty. Actually, sorry, that was uh, that was Essendon. Two dollars four for St Kilda to get more wins than Essendon. 
I'm going to lock that in. I think that is a much better bet because you get uh, better value. Essendon aren't going to win those games. They'll probably get a little bit close to that. Um, but, you know, I'm leaning towards the under, but I'm going to lock in, Pez, St Kilda get more wins than Essendon. So, say St Kilda get eight wins, you probably can still win that bet. Exactly right. You don't need St Kilda to overperform or anything like that. Just looking at that uh, market as well, I wasn't aware of this. Carlton, $1.83. Collingwood, $2. So, if you think, you know, Sportsbet have the line right, they've got... Um, Carlton City thirteen and a half, Collingwood twelve and a half. You 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 take uh, Carlton at a dollar eighty three there as well on Betfair. Decent decent markets there. There's a, there's a lot of markets out there that you can find if you look. So you know the AFL. As much as we've talked about how we we don't love future markets because um, sometimes. You can get uh, injuries that affect. If you look at the NBA right now, if you'd, you'd bet uh, Brooklyn to win the title at the start of the year when they had Kevin Durant, um, you know they they've traded half their their list away in terms of Kyrie Irving, and then yeah, they're got, going rebound. They've got zero percent chance. Zero percent chance. Win, win yeah. The title. So. Um, you know these other sort of markets out there, they're good to watch in terms of enjoyment because you know. I mean, I'm che- going to cheer against Essendon anyway, but if I've got a lock-in for St Kilda, then I'm cheering even more for them to lose games, and all I have to do is watch the ladder make sure that Essendon's under St Kilda, which I'm pretty happy that that's going to happen, can, can but I don't have to worry about the actual total wins. Can I jump in and steer off course a little bit and give a, an example that backs up that point? Yeah, of course. Um, in uh, Exotics, AFL and Sportsbet, they've got this market that it's every year it's, it's it, very good. Last team undefeated. Great, great, great bet. Geelong at the top are paying six dollars fifty. Fremantle a second. Fremantle eight bucks yeah. second. Melbourne nine dollars. So it depends on their draw and things like that. But I would say that's a really bad bet because what you can do, say you're going to bet a hundred dollars on Geelong at six fifty, just how about you put a hundred dollars on them to win round one, whatever they're paying. It could be a dollar thirty, and you win back thirty bucks, and then you can decide to put a hundred dollars on them to win round two. Or you could decide to put that whole $130 to win round two. And then what you're trying to do is you're trying to get up to that six, uh, $650 mark, which is what you would have won anyway. And once you hit that mark, you've it's like you've already won the bet, but you could still be going. And then if you were to lose that bet, you still lose the same amount of money source, is what I'm saying. It's a really good point, and especially if you're looking at, I mean, round one, Geelong sitting at dollar forty-five. So you, you know, so hundred dollars, you make forty-five. You make forty-five bucks. bucks. You're sitting at one hundred and forty-five. Well, you do that. You do that three rounds, and you've already got your money. You've doubled up your money. Whatever they're paying round two, say they only have to win three games versus winning, you know, six yeah, and, and you potential make that, lose. Exactly like right. That. Exactly right. So definitely stay away from the last team undefeated market. <laughs> but if you're interested in one of the teams, put your money in it in a different way. So hopefully, I explain that well enough to the listeners to understand and um, you just keep backing it up the next week and you don't have to put the full amount on it again you can just go 100 bucks you make 45 this week you make 55 the next week you go again and then say you make 45 you make 55 that's 100 bucks and then you lose your 100 in round three you would have lost the futures market 100 buck bet anyway but you've made 100 and you didn't lose anything so it's it's a lot better system in order to do the last team undefeated bet and you're taking in less variables. It's a one-off thing. You, you're not able to see the lists that are playing for each team yeah. going forward. So you don't have to worry about it. You just have to worry in the head-to-head. And the best thing is if it actually, for some reason, you have an unfavourable matchup or they have a, an injuries that, that affects the results. Stay away from you've, it. You don't have to put your money in. So it's, it's a better way to do it. Worst case scenario, they lose round one. They're gonna, you're going to lose your 100 there anyway. And you lost your 100 there. So it's it. 
Same, same. I mean, well, we, we, we definitely brought back some Essendon fans then because that has been the longest segment of uh, <laughs> the, the, all the teams that we've put out there. Uh, maybe not happy with our summary of it, but we've given them some great betting advice that can help them get through the what will be another painful season and an extension of the... Uh, the what the we said about Geelong, reverse it for Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the next team. Um, you know, a, a bit of a surprise packet last year, 2022. Fremantle Dockers, they had 15 wins, six losses, a draw, a percentage of 117. Their win total for 2023 is predicted at 12.5. Not predicted, sorry. The, the over-under, the bookies have it at 12.5. And, and their premiership odds are $13. They're an interesting team, Fremantle, because they have such a strong home advantage in Perth. But at the same time, they have such a, a disadvantage in having to travel every second week. Yeah, they've got to get better at winning those away games. But the big thing for Fremantle at the moment is their list changes because they've, they're coming in with a completely different side. Akers, gone to Carlton. Rory Lobb's gone to the Bulldogs. Griffin Logue's gone to North Melbourne. Lloyd Meek's gone to Hawthorne. David Mundy retired. Darcy Tucker's also gone to North Melbourne. There's five. Maybe four of them are in your best 22 every single week. And you're going to bring in... Who are you going to bring in? O'Meara from Hawthorne. Luke Jackson from Melbourne, who is a big get. They've paid him big money. Uh, so Fremantle are just hoping they can continue to, you know, grow around. You've got Brayshaw, who's elite in that midfield. You're going to try and uh, win all your games at home, and then you've got to win some away. If they were to to win, what, nine out of the 11 at home, and then they've got to win another four away, I, I can't really trust it. I, I don't really have a lean for this 12.5 market here because I'm not sure of the Fremantle list here, Source. I don't know how they're going to perform. I think there's too many changes to judge this early in the season, so I'm going to completely leave it alone. Um, I just don't know whether Fremantle think that Luke Jackson is going to fix fix their problems. Like last year, you know, they were an extremely great defense, but but defense doesn't win premierships. And I apologise to do this, Pez, but as as you know, Ross Lyon and St Kilda and you know previous um, you know um, iterations of Fremantle know defense don't win premierships, and and adding a unproven forward in terms of Luke Jackson, which where I guess they're going to to sort of play him is exactly where they were last year with Lobb. <laughs> like, maybe they've got a, a, a better better forward, maybe. But I think it was one game against the Bulldogs. Lobb just kicked goals from every every angle of 50 metres. So, um, Luke Jackson, he's only got to, you know, win him two games and he's already better than Lobb. But, yeah, similar. But, but you get my point is that I don't think that's what makes them, um, you know, a difference maker. In terms of 12.5 wins, so, so the bookies are saying this team is going to be on the cusp of making finals. If we look at, you know, the analytics I've got here, I've got them as the fifth hardest fixture. They play Brisbane twice, Geelong twice, Sydney twice and the Doggies twice. So, you know, teams that made the eight last year, the teams that they play twice down the bottom... Hawthorne and West Coast. So there's four wins. The unfortunate thing for them is they play Melbourne at the MCG once, Richmond at the MCG once. They're going to play a lot of teams at the MCG and, you know, they've also got two games against West Coast, but they're not really home games, are they? Because they're going to be at uh, the West Coast venue. Now, the West Coast are not a, a, a team that's going to be on the rise. Same venue, you should say two wins. You should. So I, I'm going to lean towards the under pairs. Okay. And I'm going to do a little bit more analysis of this list because you, you're right. There is a lot of um, players that came in and a lot of players that went out and you can't really see what they're going to look like. I'm actually going to go back and watch their preseason games and see how they go. And looking early, once I see how they play, I might go on the under or them to miss the eight, which would be some pretty decent value as well, I would assume, Pez. Yeah, well, the amount that went out, you, you've got to say there's going to, going to be 
a bit of a change. And can you really trust Diego Amira to come in and replace some of the stuff that they lost? Like he he came from Gold Coast as a big pick. He wasn't really that successful at Hawthorne. Like, can you trust him? Knee reconstruction. So he's going to be required to do a lot too, because we know that Nat Fife doesn't play full midfield. Though. And yes, he, he's doing well, but we know that he's going to he's going to leak forward. That they're going to be looking for any sort of opportunities to score. And as you mentioned before, you know we talked about the odds, what it was for them to miss the eight. Two dollars ten to miss the eight. So if you're thinking about the under, you'd be better to hit the uh, the two dollars ten for them to miss the eight. And as we said. 12 wins is roughly going to get you in. They underperformed 12. They're not making the eight. So there's a little bit of value for you. Okay. So you, you're one. I'm going to lean towards lean. the under at $1.93. Yep. And once the season starts a little bit, which will be hard, because even if they win games, I'm going to see how they're playing because they should win a couple of early games. Like as we saw before, yep. they're sitting eight bucks to, to have a um, to, to go the longest undefeated. So they have a pretty favourable fixture early. It's later on where they travel away and they come into the, the business end. Okay, so definitely not worth putting the under now because they've no. got an easy fixture forward. Definitely um, wait for that right. one. Yep, there you go. All right, the next team we have, Pez, is we are looking at a team that I couldn't remember. I forgot these. Geelong Cats, they had a a great season last year, 2022 Premiership. 18 wins, four losses, extremely dominant through not only the grand final, but for most of the year last year. Um, And they had a very busy off-season. Before we get into um, that, Pez, I should really talk about what they are doing in terms of the odd markets. They're sitting $5.50 as the standalone favourites for for the Premiership. And their wins is identical to last year, 15.5 wins um, at $1.80. Yeah, um, definitely. And if you're going to look at the Premiership odds, I think they're $6.50 on Betfair. Um, Also $5.50 sports bet. Sorry, I've been using sport bet for this. Yeah, so I'm just saying if you are a person that likes to put on a Premiership bet, for later on, don't use, um, say, Sportsbet or any of the popular ones. If you do go on Betfair, it's punter versus punter. You can get around six fifty with a 5% um, uh, fee and you'd be able to really cash out a lot easier if you need to at any stage during the year by laying that bet. So yeah, cool. if you need to know anything about that, at Behind the Bound on Twitter, um, DMs always open. So Geelong, a lot of list changes. You lost, Huge. You lost the captain. Joel Selwood retired on a high, um, beautiful moment, beautiful scene on grand final day last year. But now he is gone and um, no matter what, you can't replace him, obviously. Uh, Sean Higgins, did he play in the grand final? Yes. Dalhouse? No, Sean Higgins didn't. (laughs) No, Dalhouse? Dalhouse, no, unlucky as well. No, so they're on the the outskirts. Evans, uh, he was always on the outskirts there. Uh, Sparkle Narkle probably for... Uh, a surprise delisting for some people. Just couldn't get they, a regular gig in there. Yeah, they thought he was going there. Um, Ollie Henry, a lot of hype around him, especially from Collingwood supporters. They wanted a lot more for him, but they didn't actually play him in their team. So I don't understand the hype around him. I know he's a younger player. Uh, Jack Bowes, uh, you know, uh, big big uh, price at Gold Coast. Uh, I don't think he was worth the money that he got. It wasn't It wasn't big price for us. We, we got we got a no, pick with him as well. <laughs> you're taking his contract up. But um, if you can afford that because you give every other player, top-tier player, a pub, that's fine. <laughs> um, Tanner Bruin, though, he's a, he's a great pickup from Greater yeah, Western he looked, Sydney. He looked good too in there. He's probably not going to replace Joel Selwood. And that's, um, he's able to play standalone midfield time for him, which is what he needs where he couldn't do that at GWS. So he, he'll, he'll, he'll be exciting to watch. So it'll be good to watch his, uh, his growth. Patrick Dangerfield announced captain during the week, Source, with Tom Stewart vice-captain, a kind of uh, succession role because I think 90% of people would have thought Tom Stewart was going to step up and, and get it, but he's going to have to wait a year or two until Danger is uh, done with his career. So 
the Pussycats, I'm not too sure how they're going to go. 18 wins was absolutely unreal last year. Uh, two wins above any other team. Uh, grand final, premiership, you know, easy day for your supporters uh, there for the Geelong Cats. How many games at home do they have? Do you have that stat? I uh, don't there? have that stat. Um, I can get that stat if you it, want. They usually... 10? They usually have, I don't know, whatever they... It's, they really tr- it's been growing. It, it's really years. tricky because, um, you know, home for Geelong is obviously the MCG, Marvel and, um, you know, GMHBL for Bet Stadium. Uh, they play, I think, normally eight games roughly there and then they play another five at uh, in Melbourne. So, yeah, know, so the GMHBA is the ones that I was speaking of, uh, how many they're going to play there. So if it's eight, eight plus, you'd think that's seven wins at least, like 100% seven wins. So they've got to get eight more. They're going to stay in Melbourne. I'm, I'm just going to stay away from Geelong here. You know, premiership hangovers have been a thing in the past. Uh, losing the captain, I want to see how um, roles are going to be uh, fitted in. If Danger's going to be uh, predominantly midfield, is he going to play a lot forward? How's his body holding up? How's their preseason gone? So uh, they were, you know, too old, too slow last year and they won the premiership. So you can't write them off, but... Uh, I'm not leaning either way, so it's a big leave for me. Yeah, I, I'm leaving this one, which you're probably surprised in, Pez. Uh, I think all I think the, the listeners are surprised, <laughs> not anyone else. I think all the analytics uh, would point towards them actually the over quite comfortably. Um, you know, we talked about their the obvious home ga- home ground advantage, and they're very similar to um, you know Richmond and Collingwood that don't have to leave the state that often because sometimes an away game is down the highway 45 minutes. But in terms of their draw, the teams that they play twice, Pez, they they play Sydney twice, and that's the teams from the top eight that they play twice. At uh, the top four last year, they that's play it. Collingwood twice, Essendon twice, Frio, Port Adelaide, and Western Bulldogs twice. So, so quite a nice fixture there for them. Let's hope you get um, the data from the right spot. No, no, the the, 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 du- the doubles are definitely right. It's the the happening? other part that I have a little bit of trouble with. So you know, tenth easiest fixture of tenth easiest uh, for what I have for them, or tenth hardest. Sorry, is probably a better way to put it. The trap, you know, they have to they play Sydney at the GMHBA Stadium, Melbourne. They play Melbourne once next year at GMHBA, which is a top four side, so that's a great win for them. Uh, and then they play Richmond once at the MCG, which you know is 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 where they normally play them. I don't think there's enough value here to, to have Geelong in anything. Probably the only thing that you might want to do, if you're going to hit the over this 15.5 wins, you'd actually be better value putting it $3.60 uh, to them to win the minor premiership. Because that's the only way you're going to get value. They're sitting a dollar one to make top top eight. They're sitting a dollar thirty something to, to make a you know top four. And I'd say it's definitely not worth putting uh, your money down at a dollar thirty to make top four because anything can happen, as we know. So, um, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I do, I do to to leave that alone for now. Put your money somewhere else where there's actually some value and you can lock it in somewhere else. Yeah, the only time that this would be value is if um, companies put out promotions for premierships and they go, we're going to give you $10 odds or $100 odds for everyone and then you need to jump all over uh, Geelong because they are very clearly the the outright favourite, probably then Melbourne or maybe you know one of the other teams you believe in, but you're always jumping on the, the, the best team and a reigning premier. After the old mates at Better really stuffed up their whole launch. Um, you, weren't, you weren't stuttering then either. They're called Bet R. <laughs> They're uh, worse, worse R than than everyone else because they they um, stuffed up big time there. They definitely. I um, mean, we were profitable in the. Oh no, I was profitable in the World Cup, but uh, you were pretty good. Um, I was profitable in the World Cup. I had both. <laughs> yeah, had both, both teams in the in the final. I didn't even watch the final. Well, I did because it was a really enthralling World Cup. But it was. It was one of the um, best of all time. You had to. 
you just ran with your money. You didn't even hedge or anything, and you just no. went, yep, bang, Argentina. In terms of betting Lionel strategy, Messi. it wasn't great, but in terms of excitement and 3 a.m. wake up, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was I was waking up 3 a.m. in the World Cup. I don't usually watch soccer at all, not EPL anything, and the World Cup always for some reason just has me hooked. I mean, it's a world game. you got to love not only the world game, but it's the, the you know, the – the national pride that gets stayed with it. But anyway, talking about pride, this is going to be a big year for, for this team because it's um, it's do or die for them. Last year, mirac- miraculously, Pez, they had their best season ever, you know, what, 15 years after they've entered the AFL. The Gold Coast Suns we talk about. Um, for them, their premiership odds, Pez, are, are not great uh, for a team who just came off their best season ever at $51 to win the premiership. They sit over under 10.5 wins. The over is $1.79. So the bookies think that that is probably on more of the latter. Their 2022 season, 10 wins, 12 losses, 102.3%. So a lot, a lot of close games. They finished 12th. Yeah, <laughs> like, what are you going to say? Like, they, they haven't got anything. That one year when uh, Gaza did his shoulder and he was carrying them to the top eight, that would have been uh, good for their history, but it's it's all spoken about here. Ten and a half is really tough because they lose Isaac Rankine, who was definitely their most exciting player and a reason to tune in and watch the Gold Coast Suns last year. They don't really improve a lot. Um, they grab Ben Long from St Kilda. Uh, who's you know tough in an under player, but he's not going to you know kick kick the lights out and uh, win win games off his own boot type thing. So they don't really improve. A lot of teams around them do improve improve a lot. I think they do improve not through list acquisition, but actually through the people they get back. They get King back, and hopefully he he's had a good oh, season. If, you, if you're going to count huge. him as an in, but they also would get Lockie Weller back, who was in, injured halfway through the year. He was having a stellar year. There's two big ins to them if they stay healthy. They have consistency in terms of the teams. Like you know, this is their third or fourth year. I like that they didn't go and get other people in because they were able to keep that you know continuity together and that hopefully that bond of the the Gold Coast Sun and the surf. Hopefully will lead towards you know their their best season of all, and hopefully ho- finals for all their their fans. Oh, they're going to want to hope because um you know Bose and ranking two of their best twenty two players. Bose, Bose wasn't getting in there. He wasn't getting in the game. Got, he's getting a game. Nah. He's, he's playing in the best twenty two. He's he's playing for your club, and you don't even know anything about him. You talk wouldn't him, even know what he down, looks like. Talk him down, mate. Um, but yeah, there we go. So. Wouldn't even know what he looks like. <laughs> he looks <laughs> great in the hoops, mate. I tell you that. <laughs> you haven't even watched the game. It's been on over there. Um, so what we are talking about is the ten and a half. And I'm, I'm definitely leaving this one alone. I'm not touching the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, in previous seasons, sometimes they've looked really good for three rounds and they've won two or three of those games and then fallen by the wayside and won between six and nine games for the season. Uh, I'm definitely not going near the over 10.5, but I'm not going anywhere near the under 10.5 either because I can't trust anything. I literally had them in my ladder prediction with 10 wins, so it, it's way too close to tell. Uh, I'm really hoping that they, they make that jump and they make that move because they are exciting and you want to see success in, in, you know, in Queensland because it's something that all sports have been trying. And That'll be Brisbane. Yeah, probably. It'll be success in Queensland. <laughs> they definitely will. All right, let's get on to the next expansion team and uh, next in the alphabet, the GWS Giants pairs. Um, a really disappointing, um, not only year, but a couple of the last couple of years after that grand final. They sit at 101 odds for the for the premiership, over eight and a half, so very low. Their bookies do not expect much of uh, um, the GWS Giants pairs. Last year, they had a um, disappointing season. As I said, six wins, 16 losses. They finished 16 and um, uh, they had some pretty big departures as well. Yeah, five players from their best 22, I'd say, gone, and no player that they picked up uh, 
as we know of right now, going to be in their best 22. So you've got Taranto, who's gone to Richmond along with Hopper. You've got Bobby Hill, who's gone to Collingwood. Tanner Bruin, we spoke about before, gone to Geelong. And uh, DeBoer retired as the um, main tagger. So they they can only get worse. I know around their, their talent's going to get a little bit better. They locked in a couple of um, long-term contracts in Canilio and Cali and things like that. But I just can't see them um, doing too much more than last year. They were so disappointing finishing 16th with six wins and you're expecting them to get, what, nine to win this bet? Uh, I'm not even going to bet that they go below that because the amount of talent, even though they've lost those five players, the amount of talent that was in that list that can pop up and they can, you know, win, win some games against some some lesser sides, you, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's too early to call on the GWS. Maybe round three or round four, you have a look at it again, but... I'm leaving this one as well. I actually think this one's really easy. I think this is a lock for, for the under. This team is still still um, considered, not in terms of the bookies, but everyone's still looking at this team like they're, they're ready to explode. As you said, their, their talent got... It, 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 you know, it went away because they, they traded it away because they had to because it wasn't working. You know, um, They lost their coach halfway through last year, which caused some, you know, um, some indecision in the club. They've got a standalone uh, captain now with Tom uh, Toby Green, which is good. Tom Green will start to get some more midfield time. But to me, they're at the start of a rebuild, this team. And I know that everyone doesn't want to, to uh, believe it because they were everyone's second team when we were painting the town orange. But... I think they are a lock to go under here, Pez. I'm locking them in, but also a little bit of cheeky value as well. That I think you know, if you believe what I'm saying, and they start to to really, um, you know, lean into this rebuild because they know that the AFL will back them in terms of a draft pick. Is I would be jumping on also the least wins for them to finish wooden spoon Ooh. at fourteen dollars. A little bit of cheeky value, okay. but I think that's a, a good little pick because I, I just. I don't see how they're going to win a lot of games. Their fixture isn't great either. Um, they have no home ground advantage. They they suck uh, when it comes to <laughs> playing in, you know, in in the heat and the cold. And uh, I just anywhere anywhere realistically. So the over under, um, and you can tell that I've been burnt from them in the past, haven't you? They're a team that I wanted to believe in, but uh, I'm going the under, um, and I'd be hitting it hard. So under eight and a half at the dollar ninety one. Lock that in for me. Yep, you've said the price there. We'll, we'll lock that in. We'll get that on the little futures uh, tab and we'll obviously um, talk about the futures at the end of the season there, Source. So uh, a couple of units, just the one unit on that, yeah? Just the one unit just on that one. one. Lock Beautiful. that in. Beautiful. We'll take You're writing that. this down, are you? Keep me accountable. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I just saw you click the little thing. Yeah, I know. It's a lock, so yeah, we, have course. To, we have to keep track. We, we're the most accountable uh, AFL podcast out there. Or I just saw you, was, you push something on your laptop. I thought, geez, he, he's, he's making sure he's come back to round five when they're undefeated. I've got to get the locks <laughs> right because when they when they hit their you know fifth win and they they haven't got over nine, and you go at the end of the season, oh, I think I bet on this. You want me to be right, don't I you? I do. I want you to be right. So speaking of five wins, uh, Hawthorne's over under for the next season is sitting at six and a half. So quite low for them. They had a, a very disappointing season. Uh, well, not probably disappointing. They're, they're a team that's really in the uh, the rebuild. $151 for the premiership. They are equal bottom uh, with North. Last year they had eight, eight, eight wins, 14 losses. And I think they surprised a, a couple of people last year with how um, well they performed. But they, they had some, you know, Pretty big losses over the offseason. Oh, very, <laughs> very big. You compare them to GWS as well. So Ben McAvoy's retired from them, Premiership Ruckman. Jack Gunston, who's been a, a nice day, a dead-eyed dick forward. Tom Mitchell, who's been their best midfielder for a while. Jager Amira, 
Um, Tom Phillips, who's been delisted, he was uh, he's just not in the picture for the rebuild, but he was gave him some runoff halfback last year. Liam Shields has also retired. He's been in there. Hardigan's been kind of a, a fringe player. Uh, but a, a lot to lose, not a lot to come in. Yeah, like. 1,161 experienced games they lost. So <laughs> how, how many games they win last year, did you say? We've eight. got eight games last year. They lose all of that experience. They're actually going into the rebuild. Uh, Sam Mitchell, he's going to have to have another year of pain and, and, and rebuilding because Jack Gunston, he won him a game down in Tasmania last year. So if he's not there, he doesn't win him that game. That's down to seven. Uh, and I'm sure McAvoy, Mitchell and O'Meara would have won him at least one more. So uh, oh, I'd nearly be keen to lock in the under here, Source, but I'm just going to lean it as if you now. Are, if you are think, thinking about the lock pairs, I think it's important to know that some of the wins that they had last year and where the bookies are, why it's uh, up as high as it is, is because they beat Brisbane last year, they beat Geelong this year. Last year, so that's not happening, right? That's two two fluky sort of wins. They did that early on. They lost to Collingwood by four points. Right? and they lost to Carlton by a point and Melbourne by 10 points. So all those close little wins there were, were because of those experiences. They're going to lose those. So, so they're not going to sit uh, around eight wins. That already brings them down to six. They're going to get blown out a lot, Pez. So I, I think that you are smart to lean towards the, the under. I, I'm definitely leaning the under. But and it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard when they're, they're it, as bad as they are. It's something that I'm leaning. Um, I want to see a little bit more. Carl Amon comes into a basket case rebuild sort of team and he's just going to rack up possessions on the wing and kick it forward and have no one there uh so it, it's the closest thing you could be to a lock and before the season starts i might lock it in but a dollar so you, you got the padlock closed but you just can't remember well, you, just don't, you don't it's have open. the key you don't have the key we don't need the key to lock it oh okay just, yeah just, good point just click, <laughs> <laughs> click it in you need it to unlock it but um no nah, we're gonna uh, it's very close. It's on. It's on the Hawthorne under six and a half, but I haven't quite pushed it yet. Yeah, I'm. I would be leaning towards that. And if I hadn't lent, uh, locked in the GWS, I probably would have locked that in. But I've, I've gone big on Brisbane, and I'm just, you know, I'm, reassess count I'm, what I've staked here and and go from there. Yeah, well, I've gone hard on GWS, so I mean, if I get that wrong, then I don't want to. Uh, you know, I don't want to be wrong two people down the bottom. I want to be sitting in that middle range because I think that's where the value is with this. The middle range is where you can snap some value. But Pez, that is that's halfway mark. That's eight teams. That's eight teams. I think so. I don't know. It'd Might be more than eight, I reckon. But maybe you'd be nine or ten, I reckon. Yeah, but probably. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got the exact here. I've got everything else mapped out. But uh, well, so the plan of attack moving forward, we are going to go through the rest of the teams in next week's podcast, and then. The week after Source is our round one pod. So that's th- three pods already before that round one pod. How good is that already? We've got our intro show. So if you haven't heard that yet, we've got a new structure building in, which we've already spoken about with the locks and the leans. So let's let's just get on board. At Behind the Bound on Twitter, follow along, jump along for the ride of AFL 2023. So what, do you, what do you find a lock out of the first teams that we just went through there? Do you agree with what we've said so far or uh, are we just way off track? We'd, we'd love to know about it because uh, we'll call you out or we'll call ourselves out at the end of the year if we're wrong or you're wrong. 
Exactly right. Uh, make sure you jump on and, as Pez said, follow all through our social media streams. Follow us on all good podcast providers. Leave a five-star rating. Make sure you jump on our comments. Uh, that helps other people find us and people who, you know, share the value and make sure we share all our value tips and, you know, share the excitement. And also, don't forget, if you haven't already, join our annual loser comp. You know, last year we sat at uh, $1,100 for the prize money. We had 55 entrants. The banter was strong in the group. All positive things and another way to attack the 2023 season it's the way of the future to do tipping stuff your normal tipping comps oh, the loser comp is where to be you're not doing normal tipping this year yeah well <laughs> <laughs> yes but uh definitely make sure you jump on uh give us a follow make sure you join and uh look forward to our next pod as pez says next week get around behind the boundary i'm pez peace out i'm still source we'll catch up next time